Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dosh, Rinko Levers. Hey everybody, welcome back to Wrong and Wronger, where, like the geyser in Yellowstone, Old Faithful, we regularly blow hot air and steam and gas into the atmosphere until, God willing, the earth is destroyed and our sentence is complete. I am the lovable and laughable Dr. Steve. He is the always affable James Breakwell. And James, this butt crack of dawn on Tuesday seems to be our jam now. How are you doing today? I am incredibly depressed by that statement, thinking that this this Tuesday morning crack of dawn time slot might be permanent. Uh, that uh, that really kind of shakes me to my core. So maybe no more hard truths this morning. Maybe chill on that. Chilling on the hard truths. No, we are. We hit the truths head on, James. That's what we do. That is the journalistic integrity that we bring to Judy P every week. I mean, in in what capacity? Are we journalists? You, you got to walk me through that one. We see something. We report on it. Like, for example, our uh, self-imposed sentence to be here every week. I'm not going to dodge the truth that we are waiting for the end days so that we can finally stop doing this podcast. Although, when I'm in heaven and you're in hell, we'll probably do like a, like a heaven and hell podcast and still transmit it to the afterlife. I don't know if you've put any thought into that, but I think there's some sponsorship opportunities. Well, absolutely. I mean, uh, I think finally, finally, the minions of hell might throw some money our way. I, I could respect that, but I will amend one thing you said. Maybe <laughs> yeah. you are a journalist reporting on all the ways your life is falling apart, and I am more like a political commentator. Like, I just talk about oh. the news that you report. You you bring it in, <laughs> and I talk about how it's all terrible. So we each have our designated <laughs> role in this relationship. <laughs> Well, that also implies that you are more like Old Faithful than me, as you're just blustering over there, and uh, people can either listen or tune you out, and I think if it weren't for me, more people would be tuning out this podcast that aren't already tuning us out in droves. I mean, they they got to tune in every week, if only to see if you're still alive. I mean, that's why I'm here. It's like, will he really call? Is he is he alive, or did the spiders get him? Uh, like, did last week you burned a doghouse? Your wife burned a doghouse. Did yeah. did the spiders crawl out of the fire? Have they reformed? Have they exacted revenge? <laughs> or is the front quiet currently? No, we're gonna have to burn down a shed. A shed? Although, yeah, there's a. You've probably seen, we have a faux outhouse next to the cabin, and like the doghouse, it's built in the similar style to the cabin, and it, uh, the previous owner stored like shovels and pickaxes, like gardening tools in there. There's still some ancient ones in there, but we suspect, because we're having a hornet problem, and uh, uh, snakes might be bad, but you're sort of dealing with the snake right in front of you. Like, if I can face the enemy, I at least have some sense of how to defeat the enemy. Hornets are a whole different breed of Satan. And we're, th these actually frighten me a little bit. 
Anyway, the point is we believe the hornet nest is inside the shed. We don't have any confirmation on that because we can't open the shed to visually confirm without taking our lives into <laughs> our hands. And so I think the plan now is to wait until winter. And I think I mentioned this last week, like hornets are nasty. They're carnivores. I don't know if you knew that. They hunt 24 hours a day. Like wasps will at least go to bed at night and you can hose down their nest. Hornets don't do that. They're on patrol 24 seven, even in the dark. And they're attracted to light. Wasps are not. So we'll flip on the porch light to take the dog out at night. And uh, within 30 seconds, there's three or four hornets. And they're a good couple inches long. Like they're enormous bugs with huge stingers. And they'll be starting to buzz around the lights right above our heads. So the point is, we hope the nest is in that shed because we're going to burn it down when the weather cools off and the hornets get less active. If the nest is not in the shed, I don't know even how to look for one other than to go stomping through the woods where you do risk rattlesnakes biting you, but you also risk coming upon the hornet's nest and then having to run through densely wooded areas with hornets attacking you. And they can sting an infinite number of times and they have huge venom sacs. So James, we have a new, uh, I almost said sheriff in town. This is the opposite. We have new outlaws in town and they're called the hornets. I have to say, I, I think you're on the right track for once. I think you're doing it right. Burn down buildings first. Ask questions <laughs> later. No investigation needed. Don't open that pesky door. Just start setting things on fire. I approve. Uh, I will say, though, I had never pondered in my 38 years of life until this exact moment that hornets and wasps might somehow be different things. I use the word interchangeably for terrible yeah. stinging things that can sting you and not die. But you were <laughs> saying they are actual distinct species and different varieties yeah. of awful. Yeah, hornets look like roided up um, yellow jackets, basically. They have similar coloring although they have big red heads and eyes, and uh, they're just way bigger than wasps or bees. So that's a, a distinguishing characteristic. If you're being attacked by a stinging insect that's as big as a football coming at you, that's probably a hornet. But I'll be out and red wasps are flying around and they just don't bother me. And bees are flying around and they're just doing their thing. The hornets are aggressive and filled with hate and spite. They're like, like flying, stinging brake wells that are just hanging around the ranch. I, I think you know what I'm saying, James. Why are you blaming this poor outhouse without evidence? Without checking, you just assume it has to be the outhouse. And I'm, I'm guessing that's because you don't want to burn down the new garage you built. And you don't want to burn down the house you just spent all the money on. Or the side cabin that may or may not have plumbing. So you just arbitrarily picked the least valuable building you have left. And decide, hey, let's, let's burn it down and see what happens. I've got their... Well, and uh, several people on Twitter have sent me pictures of hornet's nests that they've had professionally removed. And when the pros come out, they're in full hazmat suits to deal with these suckers. But uh, the, the hornet nests, I used football a minute ago. Hornet's nests, wasp nests are small and they look like honeycombs. Like they're very easy to spot. Hornet's nests look like adobe huts. Like uh, they're big and they really look like a paper football that hangs in a tree or under one of the eaves of your house. So because here's my thinking. 
Because the Hornets show up so fast when I flip the lights on on the front porch, I've kind of got their location narrowed down to a couple of places. I have sat in the tractor with the doors shut and all the plexiglass around me and just silently observed that <laughs> outhouse, seeing if Hornets are buzzing around, and I haven't seen them there. So, I, like I said, we don't have confirmation that the nest is in that outhouse. I think Mrs. Steve just wants to delight in burning something. We're going to burn the wood pile because there's so many snakes over by the little cabin lately. We'll do that in the winter too. But here's the point. That hornet's nest is either in the outhouse or it's in the woods right in front of our big cabin. And God help us if that's where it is because then I do have to kind of wander in to find it so that we can either shoot it down in the winter or bring a professional in to actually remove the thing and cart it off because we don't want the queen to start laying more eggs in there and making more queens. That would be bad. So let me just walk through the evidence that you yourself had laid down here. Let me yeah. let me connect the dot there, the strings of yarn to the pictures up here on our bulletin boards. <laughs> so in one picture, we've got the outhouse where you've yeah. never seen any hornets despite staking it out. And you suspect it just because of, I guess, your anti-outhouse bias. Okay, this is discrimination against the outhouse. Then you have the porch where when yeah. you turn on the light... The hornets are instantly there as if they Basically. were already located on or in the porch. So you've got yeah. one place with no sign of hornet activity, one place with all the signs of hornet activity, and you suspect the place with no evidence of hornets, and you are going to burn it down so that you can never confirm or deny that suspicion. Is, is that where we're at? <laughs> it is, except part of my explanation of what a hornet nest looks like is to say that they're impossible to miss so the hornet's nest is not tucked into the eaves of our house or under an overhang. I suppose it's possible that the hornets are going into the house, like uh, behind what we can see. But uh, barring that as a possibility, like I haven't seen them crawling in and out of the light fixture. That was my first fear, that they're living up inside, like where the lights are. But I haven't seen that happening either. I'm only assuming that they're coming from somewhere. And it's either that outhouse because I can't see in it or the woods because I can't see into them either to find the nest. Everywhere I can see is nest free. You are going to burn down every other structure on your property and the forest <laughs> and there will still be hornets. And only then will you accept what I am telling you right now. The hornets are inside the roof of your porch. Guaranteed, oh. put it down. It's, uh, it, it's the truth, the truth you don't want to accept. And if we are going to be fair with your distribution of fire, you need to start with the main cabin. <laughs> I can't tell you how bad it would be if the hornets were inside of the roof. Like, uh, God, that would be bad on an almost biblical level, James. So I'm hoping that's not the case. Because I would miss the house if, unfortunately, we were forced to burn it down. So walking through the history of Rattlesnake Ranch, at what, yeah. case, at what point has something ever not been the worst case scenario? Uh, uh, well, okay. <laughs> oh, wait, no. No, no, no. That's, that doesn't work anymore. You know, I was about to say, I told you just as we were piping up here to get hot on uh, recording this, that uh, we saw a little red fox with two kits. 
kind of trotting across and going into the woods. And we'd never seen a red fox before. So we've added that to the species on Rattlesnake Ranch. So my first thought when you asked me that question was, well, we have like carnivorous beasts. There is a bobcat on the property. There are coyotes and there are now red wolves. And they haven't really destroyed anything important to us. However, uh, Coyotes have been pooping in very conspicuous places recently, <laughs> trying to mark their territory. Mrs. Steve, God love her, she told me to go out and pee on the coyote poop so that we can we can dominate their domination, in other words. And I, I haven't done it yet, but there is something kind of intriguing to that notion. But here's the point. Uh, she set up cameras up by the feeder where all the deers and the turkeys show up. Because the deers and the turkeys have been showing up less and less lately, like over the last uh, week or 10 days. And uh, the coyote activity near the feeder is off the charts. Like they spend all night patrolling back and forth up there. So I think the coyotes are starting to affect the wildlife, which means uh, Dr. Steve's going to have to be out with a 223 across my lap in the middle of the night and a night scope trying to pick off coyotes from that feed spot. It's going to happen sooner or later, James, and I'm going to lose a night's sleep, but hopefully we lose a couple carnivores on the ranch. So to be clear, what led into that story was I asked you, what, <laughs> when has it not been the worst case scenario? And your story was about a series of carnivorous beasts that you're going to have to shoot because they're overrunning the ranch. Is that Well, okay? that's why I said... I thought about how cute the red foxes are, and that was immediately overridden by the fact that we're going to be devoured by coyotes at some point if I don't start shooting them. So, yeah, yeah, I don't have any non-worst-case scenarios, James. Okay, so the hornets are definitely in the roof. Uh, you're definitely going to be eaten by a coyote if you're not stung to death first. So we're, we, we, we've established this. This is, this is good to know. Uh, man, but you, you really slipped in something there that we need to revisit. So we, we've been distracted what? by hornets and all these other minor predators. You said you have wolves. Where did that come from? Red wolves? Oh, did I say that? Yes. Sorry. I didn't mean to say wolves. Foxes, I think, is what I meant. We have foxes, coyotes, and bobcats. Okay, so you are still one hundred percent. You are one hundred percent wolf free. You're going to go to the bank on that one. We are wolf free. There are no wolves in our part of the country. There yeah. are cougars, and I don't believe we've seen a cougar. We saw one at our old house years ago, but uh, we haven't seen one on this property yet. Although I will say, and I've said before, there are big uh, feline paw prints uh, that I've seen in the snow the couple times that it snowed, like near the house. So I don't know if those are bobcats or cougars. I don't have a good enough eye for that kind of detail. But uh, I'm hoping that's just the bobcats wandering around. Not that that's great, but that would certainly be better than a mountain lion. I realize that it is insanely dangerous to ask you to estimate size but how many inches would you say across this paw print was oh dude i mean bro i'm bridging the communication gap with you uh, younger <laughs> listeners uh, i put one of my work gloves next to it for scale and there's a picture somewhere way back on twitter and uh, the paw print was as big as the palm of my hand like it was um <laughs> It was hauntingly large, given its proximity to the house. You do realize that bobcats are like fox size, right? Well, I don't know how big their feet are. 
<laughs> in my mind, foxes have sort of dainty little feet, and they trot along like uh, the top two keys on the piano. But uh, bobcats, I picture having like big old mastiff-sized floppy feet that they're running around on. So I do hold out some hope that it was a floppy-footed bobcat. A bobcat is like two regular house cats pushed together. Like it, they're not, they're not that big. That was definitely a mountain lion, which which delights me. So the alliance of things that are there to eat you has has grown by a little bit. Um, you might want to call an exterminator to uh, take a look up there. And uh, if you the bonus point uh, for for hiring an exterminator, so I'll actually have to look. So you could have you could pay him a ton of money to just open the outhouse door, which you are terrified to do. So we can look up there and say, <laughs> no, there are zero hornets in the place where you have not seen any hornets. And then he can look in the place where you have seen all the hornets and say, yes, here in fact is where the hornets are. And then he can charge you five or six million dollars to clear out your uh, your roof yeah. there. And then, uh, then you'll be ready to be eaten by all the other things. But the hornets will not be your cause of death. It will be all the other stuff. Uh, and $6 million, well worth the ticket to get rid of these hornets. They're, they're the only thing that has legitimately frightened me on the ranch. Like, I have concerns over our long-term potential as ranchers, given this hornet population. But you know, you know, there's a guy. You can pay a guy to get rid of these. I don't know why this, of all things, would be the threat you worry about. Just, just pay the guy. Well, the pro two problems with that: one, where we live, there ain't many guys, and uh, two, it's it's hard to get guys to do anything out where I live. <laughs> and then two, I don't have zeroed in where the nest is. Everybody who has given me feedback has pre-located the nest and then just sort of wound their guy up and pointed him in the right direction. I am directionless right now. So my guy will have to have some kind of divining rod to figure out where the hornets are. But you only, you only have two suspected locations. I mean, it, it, it's going to be a very quick process of elimination. You, and to say you don't have a guy, you were down there in rural Tennessee. You can, you're going to go down there and you can go in that diner and be like, so, who wants... <laughs> 200 bucks to play around with hornet poison and fire. And you are going to have a line of like 50 men who want to take on this challenge. It will, it will not even be an issue. Or alternatively, you can say, I hear, I hear dudes in Tennessee are afraid of hornets. You know, challenge their manliness and maybe you'll get them to burn down your ranch for free. I don't think you understand who's in the diner around me on most mornings. Although, it might, they probably have a certain practicality in the way they approach matters like this. Farmers tend to have remedies that are uh, a bit unorthodox, perhaps, but tend to be effective. I mean... Weren't they looking down on you for your inability to shoot rattlesnakes from a moving vehicle? Like, that's just a practical <laughs> skill everybody else has that you don't? I think I told you in the barber shop there were guys talking about stuff they've shot from their porch. So I'm guessing that uh, if I mentioned in public that I unloaded 17 rounds at a snake and missed all 17 times, I would be legendary for reasons that I would never outlive. So, no, that will never come up, James. They, they will not ridicule me because that secret is between you and me and Judy P.
I think you're worried that these people are going to think less of you, which is literally impossible because you are like weird soda guy. You're the one who gets half Diet Coke, half regular Coke, and everyone in that town and probably the surrounding county knows it. So I don't know what kind of reputation you think you have, but I assure you, you have nothing to lose in this scenario. You know, I when we went into the diner on uh, like Saturday... We were invited to sit with one of the old codgers, which has never happened. I feel like I'm an actual townie now. But anyway, I've done a lot around town. I've emceed a few very public events. And so I'm kind of known, at least by face, by many of the citizens of the town. And the old codger kind of knew who I was because I emceed uh, like a benefit concert uh, probably a month and a half ago. But uh, I said, yeah, I'm, I'm the guy that uh, was in at, on the microphone for uh, the Daryl Mosley concert. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't understand a thing you said. <laughs> I thought, okay, that's, uh, that's, that's on me, I suppose. But uh, my reputation precedes me most places that I go, James. You know, it, it is a prerequisite of small-town sound systems that nothing uh, intelligible comes out. So really, that is your best venue. You need to spend less time podcasting with me and more time on that microphone where your harm can be mitigated. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Well, and I have the lead in the town play coming up this Halloween, too. We're doing War of the Worlds, and I've got a heck of a lot to memorize, but... I will, uh, again, be putting my beautiful mug front and center for the town to behold. Maybe you could improv a bit. You may look over there, the aliens, and look over there, the hornets. Who, pray tell, has a local service that can deal with either one? And then just pause dramatically and see who in the crowd stands up. You mean break the fourth wall? James, this is, like, revolutionary. This is, isn't War of the Worlds the one where they die from the common cold or something? And everybody already yeah. knows they die from the common cold. I don't, I don't think any... Well, first of all, you're going to be talking to an empty theater. So I guess the point is moot. But even if you weren't, <laughs> I mean, this is, this is not a show that can be ruined. Because much like your reputation, it came pre-ruined. <laughs> pre-ruined? Pre-ruined. Yeah, that's how we used to buy plants from Home Depot. Just uh, pre-kill the plants, and that'll save us the pain of watching them die before our very eyes. But no, we, uh, we, we're going to do a matinee and an evening performance because usually, like, uh, the town will pack in places. The high school football team, like, packs the stands when they're home on Fridays. When uh, we did that benefit concert, like... Uh, we packed the auditorium. So the town usually shows up for town-centered events, if I'm saying that right. I am guessing we're going to get a really good turnout. Plus, everybody from my office is going to make a pilgrimage out there to watch me in all of my spectacular radiance. Man, they, uh, they really want to see you humiliate yourself. This is, uh, this is good. I, I, I'm glad to hear your coworkers are motivated by spite and have joined the, uh, the anti-Steve Olivas camp. Uh, I'm going to amend my earlier statement. Maybe don't reach out to the public and ask for help with the Hornets because there's a good chance they will side with the Hornets and give them like extra mud to expand their dwellings and further take over Rattlesnake Ranch. Boy, that's true. And uh, the the whole they've they're motivated by spite against Olivas. 
I was commenting on this with somebody recently. I said, it's funny how I draw exactly the same reaction from everybody in any context in the world around me. Like uh, people end up all sort of treating me the same way. And James, I can't help but think it's me. What's uh what what way is that? Because I thought I thought I was the only one who saw the real you, but now I have hope. <laughs> How pray tell do other people treat you? I get no respect whatsoever, <laughs> James. That when I talk, uh, people either mock or laugh or tune out. Like those are the only three modes. I don't understand why people don't understand how cool I am. Like, uh, it's very confusing to me. Or that I, I come down from the mountain with the word and I have things of value to say and to offer the people around me. I want them to take a knee in a semicircle around me when I talk. And it never happens, James. I will agree with you on that final point. As we as we near the end of the podcast here, I'm glad we have we have come to a point of agreement. You do have something to offer the world. You are Hornet bait and Hornet food. You will sustain their colony for years to come. Uh, you are a valuable part of the ecosystem. And what the Hornets don't get, the cougar and the coyotes and the bobcats, and now the foxes will. Uh, so props to you for being up there and making nature work. From the bottom of the food chain and the bottom of our hearts, we thank all of you, Judy P, for showing up again this week to listen to us blow our hot air into the ethos. And unlike Old Faithful, that has a lot of adoring people ooing and aahing and clapping in the aftermath, we're going to walk this out of here to no applause, like we do every week, James. But until we meet again, until we come face to phone and we bring our brand of Americana to you and spin our tales of lore, this is Steve Olivas, the lovable and laughable Dr. Steve. For James, the formal belief, form, the form that he can talk and say words and stuff. Breakwell saying thanks for watching, thanks for listening, and remember, as always, two wrongs can make a right. <laughs>